Hi, welcome to the Founders for Good Bite Size Edition, where every week we'll be sharing a short clip of a founder chatting about a particular problem that exists in the world and how we go about solving that problem. This week we have Vese Agagovia from Philly and Friends. After having her daughter, Vese realised a severe lack of diversity and representation in children's books and toys. She created Philly and Friends with a mission to add a drop of colour and diversity to the playroom while empowering literacy in underprivileged children. In this episode, Vese chats about the lack of diversity in the playroom, why this is improving but not fast enough, and the actions we need to take as parents. I start by asking Vese a simple but vital question. Why is representation so important? <laughs> Where do I start? Yeah. <laughs> um, research says that by the age of two and a half, um, children are already picking their playmates by race. Um, and the way I look at it is you gravitate towards what you look like, right? Um, it's just natural. Um, your pa- who your parents are, it's like you're a child, you're born and you've seen your parents throughout. You go to familiarity. Um, and by five, I think there, there's something about racial prejudices already formed. So now imagine, and that's why for me, I believe that diversity in the playroom is very important because by the time the kids are going to school at five, they've already formed their opinions. And that's why you have playground incidences because kids already have an idea of what they think skin color, like what a person is based on their skin color. It's not, and so that's why I feel like what you expose them to in the playroom is very important because if your child, take for example, my daughter has a white doll who she loves and cherishes, she's grown an affinity to that doll, she's seen it on her shelf, she wouldn't go to the play, playground, or hopefully you hope that she wouldn't go to the playground and discriminate based on that skin color because she's had a doll. Children learn through play. Yep. You know, they learn about the world through play and all those things. And that's why diversity in the playroom is very important. It's um, the same way children learn to speak at home. They learn to, they learn kindness at home. They learn these things at home and take it to school. It's the same way they learn about inclusivity, things like, you know, and yeah. And so that's why it's so important for me. Um, It's not a, for me, it's about seeing a hue of color, like a range of hues, a sea of colors. You know, to let them know. I feel like we rob our children if they don't see everything. You know, we're giving them the opportunity to have, they see it, they might not understand it now, but when they grow older, they become inquisitive, they become, become curious, they understand it. And it's easier to accept and love what you understand. What you don't understand, you either fear it, hate it, or you run away from it or avoid it, really. Um, and so that's my mission, really, to add diversity in the playroom. I remember going down to, I wouldn't call the name of the store, but there's a, um, or a kid, a toy store close to where I live. And I went to the doll aisle and ah, it was a sea of white dolls. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was alone, so I wasn't with my daughter. But I was just thinking, why? Um, if my daughter was here, that's all she sees. And it's, it's, there's a subconscious in her thinking, oh, this is what is better. That's the, she's, she's a young mind, but her inter, there's a, an interpretation that she would have um, about it. I remember her looking at me one day, she was watching TV. I tried to play her a mix of shows. Um, Mira the Detective, Eureka, there's so many shows I play. 
black, brown, white. Oh, she, I saw that she knows she's full of what the world really is. And she looked at me and said, because she calls white peach. She said, mommy, why are, why are they always peach in the shows? Everyone is always peach. And I thought, oh my goodness. She sees it. We can't say kids do not see color. We don't see color. We see green. We see red. Of course yeah. we see color. What we want is to, the way we love the rainbow, red, orange, we, we don't see, we see the different colors, but appreciate the different colors. That's what we want. It's not about, um, it's not about, oh, red is better than orange. No, you know, they all appear on the rainbow in equal measure. And that's what we want for our kids. That's what we want to show our kids, that we all belong in the, on the earth in equal measure. Um, so yeah, that's diversity in the playroom. That's how I feel about it. Um, I come from a very practical, um, yeah, a practical point of view is that it's just the world. That's what the world is. Let's show our kids what the world really is. hundred percent. And and do you feel like we are slowly going in the right direction? Like, you know, to use an example of like walking around a toy shop, like today, do you feel like we actually get to a place where there is better diversity and representation um, or is there still quite a long way to go in your opinion? Mm, what do I say now? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're heading in the di- right direction but I don't know if it's at the right pace. Um, so what I see now, there, I, I must say that I've, I've met some fantastic people who are not black and they really want to do better for their kids. A lot of our customers, I would say it's a split of 60, 40, 60, black, 40, non. So, and that's, I feel like that's a really good yeah, split. Yeah. Um, so you do have people, but there's still so much to be done. A lot of the narrative I see is about, it, it's almost like it's for black people. So it's not for me. Um, and it's... For me, I, I keep saying it. My, my daughter has white dolls. Um, she has co- co- brown dolls. So it's not just for black people. <laughs> it's for everyone. You know, because if I can have a white friend, I can have a white doll. If you can have a black friend, you can have a black doll. And so it's the mindset that still needs to shift. Um, and yes, our children need their representation. There's a big push towards a lot of people of color wanting representation for their children. And I understand it because for a long time they haven't had it. I, I didn't remember having a black girl as a child, actually. Yeah. So many people have not had it and they're so pleased to have, for their kids to have that. Yes. And I wouldn't take away from that mission. It's so important because you become what you see. Like you believe what you see, right? Um, and you become what you believe. So it's very important for them and for us to have that representation. But it's not just for us, it's for everyone. <laughs> it's for all children. I've seen white um, kids fall in love with my doll. And it's just, it's, it's for me, it's beautiful. It's, it, we're moving closer to a diverse world of mutual respect, adoration, admiration. Um, so while yes, there's a, there's progress, the, mid, the needle is moving very, very slowly. <laughs> um, and yeah, but that's like with almost everything. 
women empowerment and all of that. It's moving very slowly, but we're in the right direction. So we celebrate every win. Definitely. And um, I mean, you already gave some examples there, but like in terms of like what we can be doing as individuals, as, as parents to help shift that needle or make that pace pick up a little bit more. Um, you know, what advice would you give to parents in terms of, yeah, what, what steps they could be taking? Um, the first thing I always suggest is to check your inter- internal bias. We all have them yep. and they feed into our children. <laughs> um, they feed into our children so much more than we realize. They read our body language, our, you know, our exclamations and things like that. So that's the first step. I always encourage people. I have them. You have them. Everyone has yeah, yeah. bias of some, of some sort. So check your bias and be honest with yourself. Do I need to make changes? If I do, how do I, where do I start from? And then once you've done that, I feel like you're in a better place to make it, make changes. But if you're in denial, I feel like anyone that's in denial will not be able to make changes. If you feel like, um, no, I've had enough or there's diversity fatigue or whatever it might be, then you're not in the right place to do the work. So you need to check your bias and where you are at. Um, and once you've done that, check your playroom. What do you see? Do it. Do an audit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Check the books. You know, I also often say boys need to see girls win in books. Um, I remember once my daughter asked if a princess can be a hero or if I think she wanted like a knight to save. And I was like, no, no, no. I actually don't play a lot of Disney and a lot of um princess stories for her. I, I do have a mix. Mm. But I, I intentionally do not play often because I don't want that mentality of a savior and it has to be a man. Yeah. Um, in her mind, um, she will get, she watches it, but not a lot. Um, I was like, so where did she get that from? I had to think about it. And I thought, actually, we need more girl heroes saving boys because saving everyone, because we need to, these things feed into our kids and people don't realize it. Um, yeah. So check your playroom, your, your books, the books for the kids. What's in there? What's the narrative? You know, what's the story? It's not just representation. You know, sometimes you see a book and there's one black boy or Asian boy or girl at the back, colored, you know, looking yeah, yeah. Really dejected. It's not that. It's what is the narrative in the book? Is it positive? It's not just about the color. Is it positive? Um, also check the toy box, the dolls. What's the range of hues you have? What's the quality? People don't realize things like quality. Kids can see the difference. You buy, assuming, let's, I'll use myself as an example. I buy a, an 80 pounds doll, black doll for my daughter. And then I buy the 10 pounds white doll that looks a bit, you know, worn out. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that me- that's a message because she does not understand the value of both at the moment yet. That's a message I'm passing across to my daughter so, subconsciously. Um, and so just look at the toy box. What do you have? Do an, an honest audit. Do the books align with your values? I always ask parents to read books. I remember my daughter had a book. There was a book she brought home, um, about the ugly duckling. And when I read the story, I think it said something like, um, I, I, I'm brown and ugly. Oh, you know, it's, it, it, 
the, the language, oh my goodness. Terrible, yeah. And then at the end, it turned into a beautiful white. I'm no longer brown and ugly. I'm now a beautiful white swan. I was like, my God, this is outrageous. I'm not reading this to my daughter. Absolutely not. Thankfully, she couldn't read at the time. But she might stumble across that sort of book somewhere. And she's thinking, what? Well, mommy told me brown is beautiful. You know, um, and because they're still kids, they cannot process and understand certain things the way we do. So do make sure you check the book, the language, what's being said, the quality, um, to ensure that you're giving your kids. It's actually a gift you're giving your kids. You're giving them the gift of acceptance that, so that when they go into the world, if my daughter has a white boss or someone else's daughter has a black boss, they treat them nicely or... You know, someone, you know, that when they go into the world, they're better people. 